associations may be disorganized and time and space relationships are lost. is up everybody thank you for tuning into the hippie speedball podcast it is joe your host with the most joe and as you see i am back up in the zoom room we're setting up all these distance episodes to meet all sorts of new friends that we got here on the podcast if this is your first time watching on youtube make sure you hit that subscribe button and the notification bell so you can get notified anytime we have a new episode pop up today on the show it's going to be a little bit of a uh, a new take today on the podcast so one thing that yeah. we actually need to really emphasize with the hippie speedball podcast is not only cannabis users but cannabis allies not everybody is a user but people see the truth behind it people see the love people see the passion people know what's up even if they don't use it personally so that's one thing that we're really going to have more and more and more on the show even if they're not a user even if they don't currently use it it's totally fine they love it they understand it so today i'm joined by an amazing person who's really making waves in music acting all over the place and i'm really Aww. excited to have her on the show so please welcome amanda wilkinson thank you so much for joining amanda oh i really goodness, appreciate Joe. you you just you just gave me chills thank you thank you oh. so much for your support i'm, I'm glad I, you know, i'm really I, i'm really thankful it's really amazing to you know to be able to connect with people um especially on a social media platform that's super positive and you know, you, you connected with me and um, you've supported basically anything that I've done. And it's, it's really amazing. It's always appreciated. And here we are. You reached out just to have some great conversation, you know, great points of view of things and life and just sharing. Here we are. So thank you. Thank you for your time. And well, yeah, for sure. I mean, thanks, yeah. And thanks for thanks for taking the time. Right? We're yeah. breaking the ice. We've already broken the ice. <laughs> I got you. All right. So um, you're really making a lot of waves right now in music and film. And you're really doing a lot, which is what, what really inspired me to want to reach out to you because, you know, I'm a really artsy person, too. And so yeah. uh, let's talk about uh, let's talk about taking my time. You've been working a lot on this song and everything like that. What what inspired you to write this? What's the meaning behind it? And how was the journey when it came to making it? And making this music video wow um take, taking my time I actually wrote a couple of years ago it was based on I guess in a nutshell the way I can describe it is it's, it's a there it was a therapeutic process it was sort of an acceptance stage of your life of something that you're moving on from so you know people say you you go through a grieving process um it's basically post grief. It's the acceptance of something happening in your life or um, whether, and in this instance, you know, I general, generalize it too, where, you know, it could be moving on from a relationship. You can be moving on from a situation, whatever it may be, however, it's relatable to others um, while they listen. But realistically for me, it was the sense of accepting something and the realization that came of it, of what really wasn't and having more clarity of the situation and being able to take that and really positively move forward. It's, it's not, it, you know, it, it was just a really, really therapeutic experience. I would have to say for me, it was that, that was it. That was it. And, um, you know, taking your time back for you. Um, so literally taking your time, it's, you know, nothing about, 
slowing things down or anything like that. It was really just learning to take back the time that you've given so much to something else or someone else that really wasn't good for you. Maybe you knew that, maybe you didn't. Um, either way, you know what you need for yourself and to be able to move forward and go on. Nice. So it was more about taking your time, not like I'm taking my time doing this. It was more like taking my time. Literally like taking that. your time back. It's, it's getting your power back, right? It's, it's, like it's taking your time back for yourself that you need to, to be in a better place, um, to be in that place that you, maybe you were already there, maybe, uh, you know, mm -hmm. situations, people, whatever circumstances kind of take that away from us sometimes, you yeah. know, um, especially if it's unforeseen, if it's, you know, unexpected or, um, you know, maybe just really, really took a lot out of you in a, yeah. in a, in a sense. Well, so. definitely. And that's a really good, that's a really good message to get out there because, you know, in this, in this day and age, whenever we have so much massive information coming at us at once and everything like that, sometimes you can really get drawn away from the, the actual moments and the time that do matter and being able to take that back is super important. And so I like that you actually took that with the message instead of the way it, that everybody else, you just probably did a giant mind fuck on a whole lot of people just dropping it <laughs> out there right now. <laughs> it's like, take back your time to do what you need to do for yourself. Nice to be in that great place. Absolutely. Especially this day and age, it's kind of important to be a little bit more selfish these days, to be perfectly honest, so, you know, like helping people, but also looking out for, you know, like if you can't, I always say you can't build skyscrapers on a non-sturdy foundation. So if you're, I mean, you can't, you can't right. do anything, you know, or you can't, you can't guide ships in on a, you know, a dimming lighthouse. You know, if your bulb isn't bright enough, then you can't help anybody else. You're just going to guide people towards rocks. Right, right. And, and you know, I, I want to bounce off a little bit of that because people use that word selfish. And um, I, I actually don't really say being selfish. It's really just understanding how much it's really being honest. It's your honesty, not only yeah, that's a good way else, to put it. Yeah. but it's, it's honesty with yourself, too. It's, it's really to say, sure. hey, am I in the position to give more than what I can at this moment to something or someone else? that is needing something that I really don't have to give really because that's what takes away from us and we're not here to take away from someone or you know especially other people in our lives but it's really about um how we collaborate it's how we um what was I trying to say it, it's really how we uh <laughs> I totally lost my train of thought. No, it's okay. Um, it's a C word. It's a C word. It's a good one, though. It's a good one. I got, <laughs> I got you. No, I... Oh, I, my gosh. I, um, yeah, it, it's, it's how we just... We, how we're able to give back to one another versus take away. It's, mm -hmm. it's you know, in a, in a good way. Yeah, you know? for sure. Um, we have to be honest with that. You know, especially, you know, in conversation, especially with relationships, people say you know, um, whatever they may have a take on relationships these days, especially in society, I really just say that just be honest with yourself and with others, you know, don't, so many people, I feel like get into a relationship for the wrong reasons. Most of the time, most that's definitely. why they fail. Most and definitely. you have to be honest. You have to be in a good place with yourself to be able to not only give to someone else, but be in that good space for someone else and not take away from them. 
Yeah, for sure. Exactly. Yeah. So, so it's is, not really selfishness. It's but really honest. honesty. Yeah. 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 That is a really good way to put it, actually. Yeah. So maybe not selfish in like the traditional sense that people know the word, but in a sense of being like honest with yourself and knowing your own basic needs. So that way you can kind of progress and build upon that to help others build upon their own. And everything right. because, yeah exactly yeah. like yeah so we, we got i got you i got you yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure yeah so tell me about your background in music have you been have you been into music your whole life do you have like do you play any instruments at all uh yes well yes and no it's been on and off i come from a very musical family so it really i mean i was writing i would have to say really writing is one of my biggest things that i do um it's it's a tool it's a it's a thing that I've ever, I've always done to be able to express myself. Um, Me too. I'm a big writer to, too. It, it's my, it's actually my, um, it's kind of my, my personal space really. Mm -hmm. And so sharing it, it's, it's a lot different for me personally than say film or, you know, I'm, I'm sharing a story. I'm sharing a role. I'm, I'm sharing something collaboratively but when it comes to writing and music it's actually sharing my whole heart it's really sharing my experiences it's really sharing my personal space um and so when people ask me about music and you know how do you how do you get inspired how do you, what do you do to you know write a song or you know whatever it may be it's it's literally from my experiences it's very authentic it's it's really a moment that i had um whether it's in a place in a certain time or it's after and it's me going through that process. So, um, and so every song is very, very different, very, very different just because it comes from a different place, it comes from a different emotion, it comes from a different situation, it comes experience, you know, experience. Um, but no, I, I've always, I've always took to writing um, as a way of expressing myself whether it was music or just journaling or writing stories. Um, and it's really how I connect with other people because, you know, I don't just write music, but I write articles and I share resources and, you know, I'm very, you know, I'm very connected with community and it's community is one of my, you know, my biggest passions, you know, just collaboratively, just being able to, to connect and share and, and help where I can. And um, so it's really just a way of connecting. And I think nice. music is very, very much that it's therapeutic, not only just for the artist, but for also the listener, you know, it's a way of supporting in a sense of, you know, whoever is listening that can relate, um, you know, it's, you know, it's something that we share, um, doesn't always have to be at the same time. You know, we all, we all go through experiences. We all have stories. Um, we don't always go through them at the same time, but whether we have in the past or we will in the future, you know, it's something that anyone can relate to and listen to and appreciate. So I always appreciate when, uh, you know, when, when people show that. I mean, yeah, a lot. definitely. Yeah, I, I like that. So like, you know, your so your musical side definitely comes from more of the experiences and all the different aspects of everything you've been in your life. So what is your songwriting process like? Do you whenever you are usually inspired just by like a line that pops up in your head, and then it just kind of flows from there? Or do you like sit down every day and say, oh, I'm gonna write, you know, eight bars, I'm gonna write 16 bars, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna write lyrics today? Do you do that every day? Or does it kind of inspire? You know, it comes randomly too. I would say I have I have these moments where I call debraining, 
um, where I, like I'm, I could be going on for like a jog or something. And I'll end up going out for hours because I get inspired, you know, um, and I, I, I stop jogging and then I'm like voice recording or I'm just typing lyrics or, you know, I'm going through a mental process of something, whatever it may be. And it's, it's really, it can be sporadic, but also, um, you know, something could inspire me. Someone else can inspire me. Somebody else can remind me of an experience or something that I've been able to relate to that brought that out, you know, lyrically, or um, sometimes I'll come up with random melodies in my head, you know, I'm just humming and I'm like, okay, okay. Like that sounds you know, pretty just, cool. I like right, that. Right. right. <laughs> and then you're or, like, oh, uh, wait, no, that fits with these lines I just wrote not long too long ago. That happens to be the same amount of syllables. Ooh, what are the odds of that? And next thing right. you know, you've got a new song written. Nice. Right. Awesome. And, you know, I have so many songs that I've written that you know, obviously I haven't put out. Um, there's so many songs that I haven't finished. You know, I've, I've had certain experiences or, you know, emotions or, you know, something coming up that made me, you know, write something that I was thinking about. And, but sometimes, you know, you're just not finished. You know, uh, sometimes it's, it's an experience that you haven't fully, Right, right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you haven't, well, you know, and the experiences that you haven't fully grasped yet, maybe it's, you know, it's just, it, it does take time because for me personally, you know, I can collaborate with others and I can write anything with anyone, uh, genre, you know, genre wise, and just like, you know, if somebody says, I want to write something like this or, you know, whatever, it's, it's great. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. Um, but that's why, you know, my music tends to be different from a lot more um, artists or different areas of music, just because it's, it's a personal space. It's not me doing it because I just want to put out something or I want to fall in a certain category or, because really when people say, where do you fall into? I'm like, I have no idea. I'm just me. That's a really tough <laughs> question to ask. I mean, it really answer, is. Like, to answer, it, like, that's a really hard question. I've been in bands and like, what kind of music do you play? I'm like, hmm. Um, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's like, take a listen and you tell me actually, what kind of music do I play? If I were to put all of my songs into one album or even multiple, it's really, you know, multi-genre really i have i have a song coming out um actually very very soon probably in the next month or so Ooh, it's called stuff. um yeah yeah it, it's 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 super it's super um you know high energy it's you know guitar it's you know it's it's fiery it's um you know it's called it's actually it's called nothing to lose when you say goodbye so it's, i like that title that sounds dope Right, right. And, you know, um, it, it comes from a place of just knowing that it's okay to walk away and leave something that's not good for you. And because at the end of the day, people have so much fear of losing something, losing someone. Um, sometimes it's pride. Sometimes it's, oh, well, if I, if I walk away, if I leave, you know, what do I have? Well, don't think like that. It's really you have everything to look forward to when you do move on. 
Well, yeah, especially mm -hmm. if it's something that makes you unhappy, because then you don't really have right. anything to lose because then you're dropping that thing in the first place, you know, right. it, you know, it just comes from that primal fear of treading, you know, uncharted waters. You know, it's like we could stay right. ashore where it's nice and comfy and cozy, even though we know we might be happier over here instead. You know, and so, right. that's, yeah, that's actually that's an important topic to like, you know, tackle these days, especially with with the days and, and the age that we live in where we're constantly forced to come into comfort. And it kind of creates a whole lot of it creates a lot of weakness, really, to, to lose a better word for it, you know, weakness right. within ourselves and within how we look at the world, you know. Right. It's definitely and a really important thing to talk about. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I really I, I personally love the song. Again, it comes from a different experience that I've had in the past. And, you know, it, it is that motivator. It's that fiery, get you going and, you know, inspired and empowered. And it's, it's a lot different from everything else that I've done, just because it comes from a higher energy. It's, um, you know, I, I wanted to take it to a different level, a different place musically as well. So the oh, instrumentals yeah, awesome. are just, it's fire. And so nice. Whole different, whole different. Nice. Well, I mean, as you see, like, I'm, you know, I'm big into like punk rock and stuff like that. So I mean, like high energy is a big thing for me. So yeah, like, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Lots, the more instruments, the more drums, the better, in my opinion. Right, right. And you know, I'm, I'm not, I can't say that I'm a rocker. I, I mean, I love all kinds of music it has nothing to do with what I listen to. It has everything to do with who I am as I guess an artist, you would say, like you can't classify me as a rocker girl, but you know. Um, but you could be a girl that likes rock music. I mean, what is a rocker anyway? Is that even right, a thing anymore? Right, like right. I didn't even know that was a thing anymore. I don't <laughs> Other even than, know. like in songs, you know? I mean, yeah, you gotta, right. listen, to, you gotta listen to everything. I mean, my, my playlist goes anything from The Misfits to Tupac to Frank Sinatra right. to Alice Cooper, you know? It goes yeah. all over the freaking place. And I have so many different language of music in my playlist too. So I, I, li I literally listen to everything, yeah. See, that's something I need to dive into a little bit more i i really like uh i really like um like that like that latino hip-hop you know that has like that really good like high energy style yes. but my my homeboy Did sends me song? like yeah 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 and then like um also my my homeboy he sends me like random like russian techno songs like and he'd be like oh, bro wow. you gotta I listen to this <laughs> like i'll be like what the fuck did you just send me and it's like <laughs> some dude like dressing in crazy colors and costumes like dressing around a town or something like that i'm like what the hell is this but the music's kind of dope not even gonna lie <laughs> right right <laughs> My media team's just chilling over there in the heat right now. <laughs> Betsy's <laughs> half passed out. Hi, Betsy. <laughs> oh God. So, um, so, like, so you have a, like, you know, a lot of definitely a lot of spirit and a lot of soul that comes out whenever you make music and you're writing music. Do you get the same thing whenever you're acting? Let's talk a little bit about your acting background. How did you get involved in that? Um, well, actually, it's been something that was my first love too. Film has always been my first love. Nice. Um, Big movie geek too, actually. Right. <laughs> um, I, I love, you know, I love the stage. I love film. I love, you know, acting and writing. Um, so all of that coincides, it comes together. Um, and so I've, I've always been a part of it throughout my life. And, uh, so it is, it's definitely my first love, but, um, yeah, you know, I, I just tell people you live passionately and really as an artist, 
it goes a long way. You're not just one thing. You don't just do one thing. You are an artist. You're you're well-rounded in different areas of, you know, your craft. I mean, if you're For a writer, sure. you can write anything. If you know, you can yeah. if you can perform, you can really perform anything that your heart feels, you know, mm -hmm. connected to. And you know, that's that goes along with film too. And it, you know, a lot of the times. Um, you just have to find the right role. You have to, you know, and over time, really, even life, life experience, um, because film is, you know, it's real life. It comes from a, a, a real place, you know, just through other characters. And what was your first role that you ever got? I'm sorry. What was your first role that you ever got? Your first role in a oh my in, goodness. In any sort of acting role? Oh, wow. I don't even remember. Probably, you know, commercials probably. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Nice. Yeah. Um, because you know, I've done everything from modeling to, you know, commercial prints, film, uh, things like that too. So it's mm -hmm. really a mix of, you know, acting. You just gotta, yeah. Yeah. You got it. Well, when you, when you're a, a creative person, a lot of people don't realize like what for, for creative people, it's not necessarily about, you know, doing whatever craft it is that you're passionate about. It's about producing something. Like, you know, like I'm the type right. of person, like if I'm not making something, I feel depressed. I feel just like not myself. I feel like I have no energy, but then like, if I'm working on the podcast, if I'm working on something with music, if I'm writing something, like I feel really right. good about myself. Like that's the only way to really flex that muscle and get that drive going. So for people that aren't creative people, for us creatives, this is the way we have to live. This is like right. you see your creative friend going crazy with all sorts of projects. This is just how we have to live. Okay. <laughs> it's true. It's so true. And, and that's why I say, you know, I, I live passionately. It's like, what do you do? I do everything that my heart wants to do. It's, you know, if, if I feel like writing, I write, if I don't, I don't, um, you know, there's, there's moments where I'm just like, I don't want to record today. Yeah, I just so, don't feel like it. Sometimes or, you, you shut know, your brain off. Right. I, I need to, I need to de-brain in a different area of my creativity, yes, exactly. whether it's film or it's anything really, um, with the arts. So I get it. I get it. Yeah, for sure. And it's yeah. like, and, and it's, you never really like actually shut your brain off because really you're just kind of diverting it over to something else instead. It's like, oh, I've been really diving too deep into the music. Now I'm just going to write for a little bit. Oh, I've been diving too right. into writing. Now I'm going to be like, let's watch some movies and do some studying a little bit, you know, or it's like, you kind of do a little, you kind of just go all over the place, but you constantly need to be working on something. It's the right. curse. Of, I call it the curse of creatives. It's just yeah. something that we just have, <laughs> like we have it's to true. be doing something. It's true. Right. It's true. So you're not a current cannabis user, uh, but you are a, you know, a big ally with the, with, you know, with the cannabis community, because you have some background when it comes to uh, the medicinal aspect of it. And you said that you wanted to talk a little bit about that on the show. And so I wanted to uh, maybe yeah, dive a little bit yeah. more into that. Yeah, no, I, I just want to say that, you know, even though I'm not a user, um, I've, I've never been, but, you know, from a medical perspective and, you know, um, there's there's a lot of discussion. There's a lot of heat on, you know, what's legal, what's beneficial, what is too much. You know, what is um, what's okay, what's not okay, um, especially when it comes to health, healthcare, and you know, from my experiences with other people, um, you know, 
you know, whether it be family or, you know, friends or, you know, even people that I've worked with um, coming from a healthcare, um, you know, background. When it comes to anything really in life, anything in excess or too much is never good for anyone, right? Um, Everything's good in moderation. There could be too much right. of everything. Right. And so I understand, but at the same time, um, you know, everyone is different. Every individual has their own experiences. They have their own coping mechanisms with whatever is the motivator behind their use. Um, whether it's something that needs to be a little bit more evaluated, not only just physical health, but mental health too, really. Um, sometimes it can be um, something that people use in excess in the sense of it's a blockade to something that they need to actually confront or maybe heal from. But from, you know, mentally, from mental health perspective, a physical health perspective, um, you know, in different parts of the world in different parts of our, in our country, even the US, you know, it's prescribed, it's a legal prescription. And, you know, in that, I, I understand 100%, you know, when it comes to opioid use, um, there's only so much that it helps, especially with chronic pain, um, cancer, you know, surgeries, major injuries, things that aren't curable, fixable, you know, things like that, things that, you know, are really debilitating for people in their lives. Um, opioid use is very dangerous um, in the sense of over time, it's not about becoming addicted, but we have opioid receptors in our body naturally, where naturally over time we become more tolerant so yes. at a point if you say if you have cancer and it's chronic pain that is just unrelenting pain um that's not going to help you you know um so i've known of cancer patients for instance being prescribed cannabis cannabis oil, cannabis in an in a edible, something that they were able to use to, to relax, to sleep, to eat, you know, help with, you know, their therapies or pharmacological therapies, whether it's chemo, whether it's those things. Um, I've, I've had friends who I saw what cancer did to them. And when there was nothing else at the end of their life, um, how it did help them. So also with surgery, I, I have friends who are in the medical field, they're doctors, nurses, whatever. Um, and it's prescribed for those who have major surgeries because it's, it's temporary. It's something that's getting them through the acute stage of, you know, pain and surgery and the recovery and things like that. And then you move forward. So from a physical and a mental health care perspective, um, especially people who have um, mental illness or disorder, something that's affecting their ability to function from a day-to-day -day basis, you look into that. You have to understand that. You can't judge, and I understand that too. You know, you, you can't look at people and 
and really judge on what, what they're doing and why they're doing it. If you, especially if you don't really know. For sure. You don't walk around with, you know, our, all of our medical background, you know, on our backs, you know, it's just, um, so I, I don't look at others in that sense. I don't, I'm not judging them in that sense, but realistically as a holistic point of view, you know, you want to understand a little bit better for those who are very close to you, whether it's family, whether it's friends, you know, is it, is it an issue that needs to be evaluated a little bit more to really help them and support them in the way that they need versus let me use something as a coping mechanism. That's not, it's like enabling them in a sense. For sure. Definitely. Um, or is it something that's, really highly beneficial you just you just never know there's there's always a situation there's always a reason there's always a why um every everyone's different there's individually and so that's my that's my take on it and I, I really I'm really glad that you brought that up because one thing that a lot of people don't realize that even the cannabis community and the cannabis community like a uh, industry really knows is that everything is good in moderation that also cannabis isn't like for everybody you know right and you're just using it as a coping mechanism and your life is still shit otherwise but now you're just getting high all the time then obviously that's not the problem that's not what's going to help you you know i right. mean unless you can find a way to make it functional within your life you know if it's like a, a time where it's like you know it's, it's making you like you can't function on it or you're like you know you're just you you just want to like it's it, affecting your mental health in a, a bad way because also a lot of people don't realize that sometimes if you get if you smoke the wrong strains and then you are dealing with depression and anxiety, it'll just make you want to recluse even more. It'll just make you not want to leave even more and you'll get even more locked in your own head. And so a lot right. of people need, like a lot of people, I'm really glad that you brought that up because a lot of people need to see that like the community of the cannabis side really also sees that too. It's like, we get like, yeah, we want legalization and we want all this other stuff, but we also see that, yeah, it might not be for everybody. You know, sometimes we right. all, we all have that friend that we don't really want to smoke with anymore because they probably shouldn't be smoking in the first place. Right. And, and like I said, you know, me personally, I, I personally don't have a need. Um, and I, for sure, know, but you understand and, it though. Like you understand right. it. Right. And like I said, you know, um, if it, if it's someone that's close to you and you feel like it's a situation where it's abusing, um, for the wrong reasons, or maybe it's, of course, you know, look into their mental health. Are they depressed? Are they, are, are they undiagnosed with um, maybe anxiety or disorder or something that they're masking or maybe they're in denial of um, that they really need long-term care and support for because realistically it's about how are you functioning each and every single day throughout your life in a sense of you know just being healthy mentally and physically and if you're not physically healthy like I said a chronic situation cancer a disease um, you know, um, chronic pain, you know, things like that. Um, and I, and I've seen what all of that does to people. I've, I've had those people in my life personally, where I've seen, um, you know, opioids kill, you know, family members. I've seen it where, um, again, unrelenting pain, opioids are not going to, to necessarily help that chronically, if you're, if you're debilitated for 20 something years, you know, especially as an elderly, you know, older adults, 
what do you do? What do you do? You know, and cannabis comes, I don't know enough about it, to be honest with you, um, about like you mentioned, different strains, different things, but I, I know it comes in different forms. You know, it's um, yeah. oils and essential oils and, you know, things like that, that can be therapeutic. So I, you know, I see that in a healthcare perspective and, and support that. And, you know, I, I can't say no to something for someone that it works for, you know, in, in a, in a more positive way. For sure. um, yeah. Yeah. When it comes to like the, uh, like the different strains and stuff, it almost kind of like, so, uh, uh, uh when it comes to cannabis, uh, when it, you know, like when it interacting with people's cannabinoid systems, um, just like, just, you know, a little bit of education while we're here on the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, so when it comes to interacting with the cannabinoid system, a lot of it actually has an effect with the terpenes that are involved. And it's the same type of principle. Like if you were to make a tea with different types of flowers, right. They would all give you different effects. Like if you were to have a uh, lavender style tea, it would probably make you more sleepy. And it's because there's a terpene in there called linalool. And, and then there's also a terpene in cannabis. The same terpene linalool is found in a lot of strains that make you sleepy ironically the same one that makes you with like you know with lavender like the same exact terpene is in cannabis too and so right. there's a there's a really great connection and so when it comes to the different strains it's almost like the same thing it's like it's like different flowers make different things so like it could have a different effect for different illnesses so um i actually sure. just did a i just did a, a episode actually just recently and i was just talking about this how um, the difference between an indica and a sativa an indica makes you more tired. It makes you a little bit more kind of like couch locked. It also helps with your uh, appetite It's what they give a lot of cancer patients, helps them mm -hmm. sleep, helps them eat. And then a sativa gives you more energy. It makes you more uplifted, more euphoric, more creative. That's really beneficial for people that maybe have like a mental illness, because if you right. smoke like an indica, it'll kind of like lock you in. But then Say like you, a depression or something yes, like that. Exactly. Okay. Or like maybe like an anxiety that's cured with the, like, or that's triggered by depression. You know, it's like, a, like, Do a you social... know, if it's, you know, if it's raising certain, like, you know, we have melatonin, we have serotonin, um, in our, in our body, in our, you know, in our, you know, in our systems where, you know, it, you're lacking one or the other, you're not balanced. So, um, do you, do you know how that affects, I mean, chemically wise in our body? You know, I'm not really hundred percent sure. Shelby, do you know the, um, do you know the, the effect between uh, cannabis and melatonin and serotonin and the levels of balance that are in the body? No. Homeostate affects homeostate. Okay. Okay. Can you Google that by any chance? All right, cool. Thanks. He's I'm just going to be a nerd on. here. I'm, I'm going to be a science nerd here that I, I am. Love it. I actually, Let's do it. Let's I am a science it. nerd, to be honest. I mean, I, I studied, I studied nursing and the body and a lot of things. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. He's going to look that up right now because now you got me interested. I'm not, I'm not really sure because I know it definitely, you know, it helps a lot with achieving homeostasis. So I'm sure it probably brings like, you know, them closer to level with one another, you know, right. it probably kind of brings it like that. So well, and that, and that just goes back to show you whether or not someone who is affected one way or the other, what is it that they need to figure out for themselves? You know, are they unbalanced? Are they needing something that, you know, long-term wise, you know, it's, it's going to help them 
Yeah. Be more functional in a sense. Well, and it's also like a case study type thing. I mean, you could have one strain that works for one person. It doesn't necessarily work for another. And that's one thing a lot of people like will learn. Like Based on our own chemical imbalances, I'm sure. Exactly. Based on our own cannabinoid system and everything. I think you found an answer. What was it Absolutely. I can understand that. Apparently in low doses, cannabis can actually boost serotonin, but in high doses, it actually can deplete serotonin. And so that, that actually probably plays into the term smoking yourself sober. Because there's a term right. that goes whenever people are getting like whenever you're smoking, it gets to a point where you're not even getting high anymore. And you're just kind of at this little level state. And you're not even like that. Like that people will say, Oh, I smoked myself sober. That's probably where that term actually comes from. A little little dose of knowledge for all of us. Awesome. Thanks, Manda. Right. Yes. <laughs> See, I, ha- I have to pick some brain too. I, you know, like I said, I don't I don't know much about it. Um, you know, and, and really do people really know what they're smoking or doing, you know, when they're taking it? Like, Oh, they, you know. yeah. Certain people do. Certain people don't, you know, it also depends yeah. on the, the user itself, you know, because you work going to a dispensary, you'll have the person that's a gigantic geek that wants to know, like, you know, who the farm is, who's the cross strains, you know, it's like, how did that strain come to be? Like, what is it bred right. with? Whether, you know, you'll have the geeks and then you'll have some people that like, just put the weed in the fucking bag. I don't care. Like, you know, like you'll have some people that just, they just don't care. So it, you can go all over the place, you know, some people just right. like, but also like, like some people are also like misled with certain things too. They'll think like, oh, I, you know, I smoked a sativa once and I gave me a panic attack and I can't smoke those anymore. I'd be like, well, it was probably the strain you had, but you know, that takes a long time to educate someone, you know, on such a quick in and out process, you know, because dispensaries are like, you know, flooded and everything and they have tons of different stuff. Right. You know, medically, um, you know, it's dose too, you know, you know, yeah. from a healthcare perspective and, you know, you take too much or you don't take enough, then it's not, you know, good it's, for you. It's not, it's not good for you. It's, yeah. it's either not therapeutic or it's too much mm-hmm. and, uh, which is harmful. So, you know, if medically, if people are using it, um, for that, those purposes, then just understand, maybe you should be educated. You should be yeah. in, in knowing what you're using, what you're doing, um, who you're getting it from safety purposes, yeah. you know, you don't, it's just, I, I would look at it as more of a safety concern too. Mm-hmm. Um, if you didn't, if you didn't, you just yeah. don't. A lot, luckily, a lot of that nowadays, because of the rec cannabis game, and and even like back in like medicinal days, like a lot of that is so regulated now. Like, I mean, they even have this website you can go on. It's called uh, Seed Finder, and like you can literally look up a strain and look up the entire lineage of that strain and know exactly. Oh, wow. You know, like you can. It's it, there's so much information out there, but education is something that's really been being pushed in the cannabis realm and the cannabis industry, the cannabis community, because there is a lot of disinformation out there and there's a lot of people that will have the wrong information and be like wait 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 wait, wait. no 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 no. this is actually like this is the way it works and you know like like and there's a there's a big push for education right now but finding like a centralized uh education platform is really tough especially when you have different states that have different regulations you have different uh, uh, views like you know you have red and blue cities and red and blue states and then you know right. I'm, in a, I'm in a recreational legal state right now over here in Oregon but there's certain counties that won't even open dispensaries still to this day right. like you know like there's and there's it, it, it's kind of a there's, there's definitely a lot of different perspectives and stuff on it and I think before we change subjects Shelby you had something about the melatonin 
it does increase melatonin production. Oh, okay. All right. So that's why it makes it sleepy, probably. Gotcha. <laughs> right. Uh, awesome. Well, I'm glad that you freaking got a little uh, little cannabis education here on the Hippie Speedball Podcast. That's what we're yeah, all yeah. about. I mean, the thing is, you know, it's, it's a big business now. It's, you know, it's very much so. It's a huge business. And then you have to look at, okay, is this becoming more something people are looking at profitable, you know, for profit purposes, or there's a lot you know. of that. There's a lot of that, unfortunately. And, uh, you know, what is it that you're getting? <laughs> and then also, I'm curious, I'm really curious on where it could lead for pharmaceutical companies, mm-hmm. too. Because yeah. realistically, if it becomes more and more of a medical situation, which it already sort of has, you know, like I said, doctors are prescribing it for, for patients who have chronic illness or surgery, you know, things like that. And, um, you know, where is it going to go and how, how much more can it be regulated? How much more is it, um, going to influence, you know, that side of business, so to speak, pharmaceutical companies. Yeah, definitely. And there's healthcare there needs to be a bigger push towards that because I had a guest on the show. Her name is May Tall. Shout out to May Tall. She's a freaking great, great, great person. Uh, she was actually uh, talking about how there needs to be like a really good like regulation or like kind of a more push for like the medicinal side of things, like a more pharmaceutical right. side of things, you know, like, cause right. I asked her, I was like, how do you kind of see those things overlapping? And she was saying, and like, it would be really cool to see it treated in certain places like a pharmacy to where you actually have, pharmacists and doctors and people like that that are kind of more running it rather than you know the whatever commission is running it at the time over here in Oregon we have our liquor commission running cannabis makes no sense at all why the people that control alcohol are also controlling weed completely different things right right and you know from the medical standpoint um you know it is important especially if it is now being prescribed to patients for, for reasons and it needs to be more educated, you know, just like anything, you know, if, you know, if you're using opioids and you don't, you no longer have access to it or, or, um, or you, you become more tolerant where you need more, or it's not regulated in a sense, you start getting it in a different place. You're not maybe getting it through a pharmacy you're not getting it through your doctor, you're getting it through people what are you getting? Um, Mm -hmm. How much are you getting? And that is just so scary. You know, if you're going outside and you're having to feel like you're, you're, you're lost in that sense of, you know, what do I do for my medical purposes? And, you know, people overdosing, people getting something that's not what they think they're getting. Um, So if it's going to be regulated for a medical purpose, well, it should, you know, in that sense, it, it should. People people need to feel safe with whatever it is that they're using and for those reasons, yeah. you know, and understanding what it is that they are receiving and putting in their bodies. And, you know, especially if you have a chronic illness or you have cancer, you, if you're immunocompromised, if, if you're already in a place of, you know, ailment for your health, you need to know what it is that you're putting in your body because sure. are you going to make it worse? Are you, what are you doing for yourself? Yeah. 
and like, and that's where uh, the education really ties back into there because learning about your cannabinoid system and you know what works and what doesn't work and everything, you know, and also like it'll help with ever not just necessarily just the medicinal side, but even on the recreational side, like the people that just maybe want to enjoy it, you know, like it's just like you know with with alcohol, drink responsibly, you know, everything's right. good in moderation. Like even if you just want to, you know, enjoy it for rec purposes, by all means, but still handle your shit, you know, handle your life, you know, it's like you know. Right. Able to do that. Don't be the stereotypical right. stoner from the movies that made us all look bad for years and years and years and years and years. Right, right, absolutely. And and that's where I that's where I was saying earlier, you know, not judging as a whole, but understanding sure. individually, you know, what is it that is their purpose? You know, if if like I said, if you know someone that's close to you, is it something deeper? Is it um, a depression? Is it a disorder? Is well, when anything doesn't serve a purpose in your life, you know, when something doesn't serve a purpose, it's time to get that out, whether it be, uh, you know, people, places, or things. It doesn't matter. Right. <laughs> uh, absolutely. Absolutely. So, if something doesn't serve a positive purpose, it's time to just nick that out. Nothing to lose when you say goodbye. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, it, like, like, like in one of my favorite movies, A Bronx Tale, he was talking about, you know, troubles like a cancer. If you don't cut it out, it's going to freaking kill you before, you know, you can take care of it, you know, and it'll take care of you before you can do anything about it. So absolutely. Yeah. That's Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Well, on that note, we should probably sign this off. Amanda, thank you so much for coming through. No, thank through you for having and, me. And, and hanging out. I'm excited that you're my buddy now, and I'm excited to talk more in the future. And I'm really pumped to watch your career boost up. And uh, thank you so much for taking the time to hang out with me today. No, thank you. And thank you for supporting. Um, it, like I said, it really means a lot, you know, and as a creative and, you know, just, you know, being able to impact you know, others. And, you know, whether it's 10 people, it's one person, it's a hundred people, it's 10,000 people. It doesn't matter. It's, you know, what is it that you're doing to impact, you know, positively for others and exactly that's the point of it. Well, and like, you know, yeah. and as, as we, as you and I are on this climb and on this journey that we're on right now to whatever the, you know, the universe is going to take us, it's important to use that platform to spread as much positivity as possible and to kind of show people, Hey, if I have a way to explain this, that I feel like might benefit someone, then it's really our obligation to do so, isn't it? You know, right. <laughs> there's, there's enough pollution out in the world, right? There's, exactly. a, there's enough of that. We need to clean up a little bit. There's enough pollution. Let's throw a little fragrance out there. Why not? Forget about it. Right. <laughs> right. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks Drop again, some more oxygen. Thank you. Right. Thank you so much, Joe. Bye, Thank everyone. So nice meeting you. I'll Thank you, everybody, you. for tuning into the Hippie Speedball Podcast. It is Joe, your host with the most Joe, and I will see you guys next time. Peace. Peace.